0: Welcome to Predwings Podcast, episode 50 of the podcast, the trade deadline extravaganza. Follow us on Twitch, Facebook, Predwings Podcast, Twitter at Pod, YouTube at PredwingsPod, and you can email us at PredwingsPodcast at gmail.com. Our other hosts, Rat and Ron, will be joining us a little bit later. But for now, let's jump into some trades. All um, well, the Predators, I they were pretty active. Quite a few trades for the Predators, actually. Let's see, they traded. Uh, they started off, and as you know, uh, I forgot who they got for him. I think a draft pick. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Conditional first round in 2025, a second rounder in 2024 third fourth and fifth rounders in 2023 they got an absolute haul for this guy i don't know about that what do you mean draft draft picks five draft picks including a first rounder in 2025 and cal foot
0: but they didn't get any players i don't know who was it i don't know if Never heard. No, of him. but I don't think he's any good. Um, let's see. Then they traded. Oh, Nino Niederreiter. How could I forget that? They traded Niederreiter. That was a, That was actually before as you know. That was on the twenty fifth. Uh, they he went to the Winnipeg Jets for a second round pick. I would like to see him get more than that, but what can he do? I don't know why they get all these draft picks. And then they uh let's see what else. And then they they, they got uh, Isaac Ratcliffe from the Flyers for future considerations. Well, I guess that's a pretty good trade since they really didn't give up anything. Who knows? It might who knows what that future considerations will turn into. And then they traded uh they traded some more future considerations. Consider- for Austin Rushoff from the Rangers. Um, probably another prospect. And then they traded. Uh... But anyway, the Predators end up with 13 draft picks this year. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, obviously, what can you do with 13 draft picks? You know, most of these draft like Novak and Parson, were drafted in twenty fifteen, and they're just pretty much getting in the NHL now. That's like seven years, eight years. Um, so it's like you draft, you get those picks now. What are they going to be like in seven, eight years between now and then when when those picks actually make the NHL debut? So I don't know. Future, Dan. Future yeah but in the meantime you're gonna have eight years of no playoffs really
1: you're gonna to talk to me about eight years of no playoffs try suffering for 11. i haven't seen the playoffs since 2011 or 2010 whatever it was so but at least you're at least
0: they were close to a playoff spot when it's always during those
1: 11 years no no do you not remember how many first-round, first overall picks we've had? Top 10 picks Two. we've had? Two? I go ahead. and 10 years, 11 years of suffering, Dan.
0: What about Detroit? Oh, no one he's cares not about here. Detroit.
1: <laughs> Detroit's won 8,000 Stanley Cups. I don't want to hear about Detroit. I do not want to hear about them.
0: Okay, because he's not here yet
1: anyway. So let's move on to some <laughs> Buffalo trades uh starting off this week we traded Josh bloom to the vancouver canucks for riley stillman who's going to be making his debut tonight then we did another trade yesterday we traded unsigned goalie eric portillo to the kings for a third round pick in 2023 so Basically, we get a pick for somebody who wasn't going to play for us because he didn't want to play for the Sabres. And today, we made a trade with the Hawks. Andrej Bjork, who some of you might remember, was traded to Buffalo in the Taylor Hall uh, trade to Boston a couple of years ago. He's been playing in the Miners and the Amherst past, well this whole season, I believe. He was traded to the Chicago Blackhawks for futures, and then a little while later, it came out that the uh, Blackhawks farm team traded. And what is his name
0: then? Gassas Gassowicz Gassowicz. Yeah.
1: yeah. That- <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry for butchering your name, but uh, so the Amherst get a player back. This guy is actually from orchard park, so he's a Buffalo boy, but so far that is all that have trades have made for the preds and the sabers,
0: but actually the predators, um, the, the big one, I forget to mention Matthias Ekholm, um, They traded Ekholm and a six-round pick to Edmonton for Tyson Berry, who's in Florida tonight, and he's supposed to make his debut if his gear gets there, which, I don't know. And and they also get Reed Schaefer, who's in the juniors, a first-round pick and a fourth-round pick. Um, Ekholm played pretty good last night for edmonton's debut and with an assist so i'm thinking that you know edmonton's probably probably gonna win that that trade hands down um especially if they win a cup um not happening. well not they, gonna they, cup. they got the best player in the league right now who just keeps continuing to play and then they got um dry who's pretty much i think he's the one right on top of him in goal scoring he's got like 40 singles.
1: Let's not forget, Dan, there's a, uh, uh, I don't know what you want to call it out there, it says you can't win a cup. Well, I mean, it's been proven. You can't win a cup if you have a player that's paid over $10 million. You can't pay one player $10 million and still be able to a team that win a cup. So until that's proven otherwise, I'm going to go with Edmonton's not going to win a cup. Not anytime soon, at least.
0: Well, that doesn't sound good for for Boston. That's right. Um, that awesome. hit that AAV for him is going to be 11 million. Um, so.
1: So I saw some stats today. Him and Taylor or uh, him and Tate Thompson have pretty much the same exact stats. Tate Thompson is going to be making seven million where he's going to be making what 11 and a half was it? So, I don't know. Sabre's got a massive steal for that uh, contract they signed with Tage. Let's go through some other trades. There's so many trades, I don't even really know where to begin. Let's start at the top. Uh, Tarasenko went to the Rangers from St. Louis. Sammy Blaise, Hunter Skinner, and some conditional picks went back. Um... I don't know what to even say besides the Rangers are starting to look real good. Uh, Let's see here. Another huge trade in the Eastern Conference. Ryan O'Reilly went to Toronto Maple Leafs. Along with Noel Akari for Miguel, Roth, Adam Gaudet. A first round pick, a third round pick in 23, and a second in 2024. So... St. Louis is getting quite the haul, but I would say Ryan O'Reilly is well worth it.
0: St. Louis has been trading away everybody for the last couple of months, seems like. Um, yeah. And it seems like they're always in that, I guess, rebuild stage, except for those that one year they actually won the cup. I don't know if that was just like a... Cause they were really good for like a couple of years and they fell uh, down uh, down again. So I don't know. I don't know why it seems like they're always down at the bottom, except for those two years where, or maybe it might've been three, but I know that one year they won the cup, um,
1: but it it's several years for sure.
0: But I, I just don't know, you know, maybe this is, you know, they're actually going to come out of it. Like, uh Colorado and and Tampa Bay are doing now.
1: I mean, it's going to depend on how they pick on these draft picks that they're getting. They're getting a ton, so if they can turn them into solid players, they'll have a future. Maybe, but they got to draft well.
0: uh Toronto was pretty active too because they made a deal with Chicago as well.
1: Huge deal, well, huge deal in my book. I wanted to get Jake McCabe, but. Toronto gets Jake McCabe, Sam Lafferty, a conditional 5th in 24, conditional 5th and 25. Chicago gets in return Joey Anderson, Pavel goglioff a conditional 1st, and a 2nd in 26. The 1st is in 25, conditional. So, I was looking for Jake McCabe to come back to Buffalo. I miss his style of play. We need a good defenseman like him, but Obviously, he's just across the border, so now we got to play him instead of playing with him. And then there was the big trade. You want to go over this one? Well,
0: uh, really he wasn't surprised. I mean, everybody was, uh, a lot of the experts were saying Timo Meyer was going to New Jersey, but uh, so they land him from San Jose along with Timur uh, Abregamov. Scott Harrington, Santari Hataka, Zachary Eamond, and a fifth round pick. So something some, like a lot of them are prospects other than Timo Meyer. And they gave up Fabian Vetterland, who's going to go to San Jose, Andreas Johnson, Johansson, or Johnson, Shakir Muk- Mukamadulin. <laughs> I think I got that right. Nikita Okuduk. And a conditional first and second round pick. One is twenty twenty three, and one's twenty twenty four, and then the seventh round pick in twenty four. There are so, about some um, big,
1: big uh, trades this year. Big packages.
0: San Jose is you know they're they're doing their. It seems like there's a lot of teams that are in that rebuild stage, and it seems like there's a lot more trades. I'm wondering, is there a lot of free agents coming, or just? You know, the contract years are coming up. or I mean, there is. It, 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 then there's the a center cap issue. But it just seems like a lot of teams are in that rebuild stage. It seems like if they're not in the playoffs or close to it, they're they're getting stipulated picks. I
1: forgot to mention on the Ryan O'Reilly trade, Minnesota was involved as well. Minnesota gets a fourth round pick in 2025. I believe they took some of the salary, if not like half of the salary. So we'll go back. Uh. The uh, Knights get Barbashev. Ivan Barbashev comes from St. Louis. Zach Deems going the other way to St. Louis. I don't really know much about them. I'll let you talk about the next one
0: you have uh he seems like he was only in montreal for a few months i think because i think he was he was in florida and i think montreal got him in the in the summer but he's, he's going to, to vegas i thought he's going to oh um yeah he might yeah he went. Yeah, i think he was he was originally in florida he i uh, uh, yeah i think he must have went to vegas and um and then Montreal, I, I believe, or was he I don't know. In any case, um Dallas gets him now. I think he actually played last night. I think I remember because I was watching some of that game. Um and Montreal will get Dennis Giranov. I like both of those players. Um, but I think I think Montreal will make out more with Giranoff. He's he's I believe he's a defenseman he's more of a steady player that I don't know seems, I mean, he can put up goals, but I think he's just too streaky. But then again, a lot I think a lot of, a lot of goal scorers seem to be streaky too, but I think overall Montreal is probably going to win that battle. And for once there was no, uh, no, no picks involved in that. just like the other one there, the Vegas and St. Louis deal. Straight hockey trade.
1: I like to see that player for player. Um, Another one, well, kind of, the Canes acquire Jesse Buvari from Edmonton for Patrick Gustola, butchered that name, uh, who is an unsigned actually, draft pick. Actually, I think that was right on. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, So Carolina's getting a decent, Buvari isn't that bad, I don't believe. They're getting a decent player in him. <laughs> Uh, Marcus Johansson.
0: MJ Washington trades, MJ 90 again. That's what they, uh, the Washington radio guys co- called him, uh, MJ, because he was number 90. Yeah. But it seems like he's been in Washington like three times and they traded him all, um, Homer Buffalo, Buffalo. Did they, did they get him from Washington or did they sign him? No, or they, trade?
1: they signed him. Okay. I think maybe he was only here uh, once, but they, they he, definitely signed him for a contract. He was kind of, him to Minnesota. Minnesota. He went to Washington. And he was, was kind of Minnesota. A,
0: he was kind of a Boston Buffalo if I remember. I don't think he really did much. No, he
1: didn't. <clears throat> so they get a third. Washington gets a third for him. Then the Leafs again. Trade away Rasmus Sandine, who's a decent uh, player. For Eric Gustafson and a first. So Toronto's getting decent player and a first round pick. For Sanding, and I believe Sanding is a defenseman if I remember it correctly. I remember him a couple years ago uh playing against the Americks in the playoffs. Tore him up. Well, uh another Toronto trade. Toronto gets Luke Shen from Vancouver for a third. Islanders get Pierre Engvall from Toronto.
0: For a third, so lots of these thirds going around. And the next one is gonna pain you because I know how much you wanted him.
1: It his career's not over with. There's still next year. Like I always say, there's always next year. He came to New York. I told you he was coming to New York. I just thought he was coming to Buffalo, New York. Patrick Kane. It hurts me to even say this. Gets his wish and he got traded to the Rangers, <clears throat> along with Cooper Zek. Chicago's return is Andy Linsky. A conditional second and twenty-three. A fourth and twenty-five. And Vili Sargevari. A third team and this was the Coyotes. They get a third round pick in twenty twenty five. I know you I think you saw the uh, Coyotes post the other day. Thanking Patrick Kane for all his.
0: Yeah, I saw time. that and like. And it was like. Somebody kind of made a comment. of like, okay. <laughs> well, they weren't wrong. They were kind of involved in it, but he wasn't going to Arizona.
1: No, well, he was on their team for a couple seconds while they took some salary. I mean, they are paying him, so. I don't know how that all works. If. Uh, they actually pay him or if it's just salary cap on the books.
0: Um and then this one I'm it might as well you might as well call this one a three-way trade, even though it was technically like the next day. It was like a fifteen way trade. <laughs> Quick uh is going well, first he went to Columbus. And then today he's going to Vegas. But the first one uh yesterday was uh Quick, a conditional first pick in 2023, and a third in 2024. That's going to Columbus, and then uh, Gavrikov, who I think is a really good up-and-coming star, and then Corpasello. He's a decent goalie, but I just don't think he had much help in Columbus. They're they're those two are going to L.A. and then who did Vegas? Vegas traded Hutchinson and a seventh-round pick to Columbus to get Quick. Uh, so Columbus will end up with three picks in that deal. Um, I mean, there has been some there has been some seventh-round picks, some pretty good seventh-round picks.
1: So, I was hearing uh, Quick was not happy with the way that all went down. Um, I don't know if it was because of the where he went originally to columbus or i don't know what If they told him but i heard a lot of talk that he was not happy on how that whole trade went down
0: columbus they got some good players i just don't know what happened to him i don't know if they just didn't have that chemistry or if they had some injuries early or what happened um i just i don't know maybe goudreau was, was is not uh maybe he maybe he's not good in the locker room i don't know um but yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess it doesn't. If it's trading Columbus or Vegas right now, I'd probably want to play for Vegas just because they're one of the best teams in the West. Yeah, and Vegas and, isn't very far from LA. So, and yeah, and they're still on the West Coast. But, um, but I, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too disappointed. I mean, Quick is probably towards the end of his career, so he probably wants to. He's got those two, two. uh Cops from L.A. He probably wants another one. You know, always wants to go out on top. But. Of course.
1: <clears throat> uh, moving on. Lars Eller got traded from Washington to Colorado. The return was a second in 2025. And then Carolina getting another good defenseman, Shane Gossespeare. Going to Carolina from Arizona. Arizona gets a third in 2026. We'll skip the uh, Detroit ones, let Ron talk about
0: that. And then uh, Arizona traded. Oh, that was pretty much no surprise. Uh, Jacob Chickering uh he goes to Ottawa. That's that was kind of a surprise. I was I was surprised at Ottawa because they apparently Ottawa thinks they're in the playoffs race, but they're they're like I don't know right behind. Um, uh, they're actually farther behind Buffalo. they're two points behind Buffalo and five points behind Pittsburgh. So, yeah, uh, maybe, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I know maybe he could spark something, but, uh, Arizona got some, uh, a first round pick this year, um, which will be a top five. Protected. And then, uh, a second round pick and 2024 and a second round pick in 2026
1: yeah I was not happy when I saw this trade come through because the rumors out there of what was supposed to go back for him was a lot of pieces to lose a first round pick and two seconds I would have pay that any day to have him on my team a lot of unhappy buffalo fans seeing that trade, especially since I was in our conference in our division
0: I thought he had a yeah he he had a um a no movement um or or a limited he he had a, I i believe it was a list of 10 um oh. um that he could well that was back last summer i i i assume he probably still had kept it um when they were trying to trade him last year um he i i didn't see what teams were on it but he he had a list of 10 um I think it was ten. I think it was ten that he did not want to be traded to. Yeah, I think that's that go yeah. a good possibility. Um and I didn't see who they were, so yeah, they'll never come out. Those things are protected. And while you're looking for that, uh Vegas, they get Teddy Bluger from Pittsburgh for Peter D liberator and a third round pick in twenty. 20- 2024. No, um, there's
1: no move clause. Doesn't kick in until next year. Okay, that's why they wanted to trade him so bad. He submits a 10-team no-trade list, but that's next year, so didn't even matter. He could gone anywhere. Buffalo missed out. Then we got a uh, Vladimir Vladislav
0: Nin, uh, and Nemcikov. Yeah, him
1: goes to San Jose. And going back to Tampa Bay is Michael Eismont. I don't know. But these players' names are so hard.
0: They're just so hard. Oh, nice. I totally missed this next one. That actually happened uh, late last night after the game. Uh, I don't remember if he played. Actually, no. Parapres didn't play last night. They played Tuesday. Um, uh, they traded Mikael Granland to Pittsburgh for a second round pick in 2023. I'm not too happy about this. Um I mean they got a pick, but he was one of their one one of their main guys that was actually doing something this season, although I he probably could have done more, but he's more of a, he's he's a type of player to go to reach the front than that. Kind of a bigger body. They got it from Minnesota. Although his salary was uh twenty million. I think the AAV was something like four, four or five million. So I mean they're saving some salary there. But I don't know. I guess we'll see what that's what this pick is. It's a second round pick, so it it's it's a decent decent round pick, so they should be able to get something decent for him, you know with that pick. Um. So I guess I'll just wait and see who they, who they select for that. Coyotes get Jacob Voracek,
1: who has only played 11 games this year. I believe he's got concussion or has concussion issues. So I believe that's just a uh, contract going to Arizona, which we're going to get to later, along with a sixth round pick in 2023. And going back to Columbus as John Gillies. I believe he's a goalie. Who's replacing the. uh, Oh no, they're getting a goalie in that trade too. I don't know. But uh, then, like you said, Jonathan Quick went to Vegas. And then I believe one of the last trades that's happened was Nick Bustad went to Edmonton from Arizona. Arizona getting Michael Kesserling in a third in 2023. So Arizona's bucking them draft picks. And they're also collecting them, players who don't play, so they can put them on long-term IR, which, like I said, I'll get to that later. But, uh, is there been anything else? Uh, Dylan Sakura. Yeah, Dylan Sakura, went went he just Ducks got... Ducks?
0: For Max... Mac-
1: Golod? Golod.
0: And did you mention the other one? uh, Anders Bjork? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That just sets where the guy gets says which.
1: So, and that's the end of the list, I believe, currently. Besides the Detroit ones. So, we'll go through the Detroit ones. And then when Ron gets here, he can talk about them. Starting at the top. I guess there wasn't anything up top. Detroit sends an injured Ronick to Vancouver, along with a fourth in 2023. They get a conditional first in 23 and a second round in 23, so get a decent return. But I believe I read Ronick was injured recently, so I don't know how bad, but I don't think he can play right now. And then the other one happened today. Tyler Vertuzzi going to Boston. But uh, going back to Detroit is a conditional first in 2024 and a fourth-round pick in 2025. Several teams making several trades to get better. Meanwhile, Buffalo sits here pretty idle.
0: Well, that can be a good thing because I know a lot, a lot of those years, the Preds pretty much didn't do anything. They made, like, one or two trades, and I'm like, you're in the battle for playoffs. You need that one player to go and get, and they just never got them. Kind of like um, I don't see Boston really did anything. Um, like the Rangers, you know. Of course, they just got money. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You know, the Rangers that cap their cap's got to be pretty bad. Uh, pretty pretty much shot because. I mean there's a lot of players that are making a lot of money um i haven't really researched i mean and kane i mean I, i'm sure his salary is pretty high um chicago might have to cover some of that i'm not sure how it works well that was a three-way trade i believe and then um you know tarasenko i think um i think one of the reasons why the blues dumped him is because of his salary and he, i think he is getting a little older at not sure how if he's like late 20s or not sure exactly how old he is and then you know this they got all these stars you know plus they you know this the player that they've already have like uh panarin and um and uh i can't think of some of these other stars like Kreider. um he's he's playing pretty good for them so i mean it just I don't know what's going to happen with them. I mean, they're going to have to trim down. I don't know where the seller cap is going next year, if it's going to go up again or if it's going to stay the same. I'm not sure exactly because I know it it fluctuates year by year. But it'd be interesting to see what they're – where they sit.
1: Let me read you the cane trade. So – the Coyotes acquire Patrick Kane from Chicago. Chicago's retaining 50%, so his salary cap goes down to 5250000 And then Patrick Kane goes to New York. Arizona retains 50% of his salary. So now New York is only paying Patrick Kane salary cap. million dollars of a 10 or 11 million dollars salary or yeah salary cap so they're they're paying fractions for this guy who it's probably going to help them get to the uh, finals this year i'm predicting that's my prediction for the eastern conference
0: okay and it looks like if i'm reading this right it looks like their projected cap space is 1608. Who, Rangers? Yeah. Um That's possible. Their current cap space is 69. And then the deadline cap space is seven thousand. Looks like their cap hit is eighty-five million, and the projected cap hit is eighty-two million, almost almost eighty-two and a half million. So um, Tarasenko
1: oh. had fifty percent of his retained,
0: so he's only getting paid three point seven five. So that's okay. And then he's, and then Tarasenko is going to be a free agent in twenty. 2023-24, along with Kane and Phil peto is going to be a restricted free agent that year, and then Tyler Ma. He's he's a decent player. He's only making 1.3 million. He's going to be a UFA next to twenty three twenty four. 24 and then Lafreniere. The rookie is coming off his. This is his last year of the ELC. He must have burned burned one year. Did he come back? Was he in college or juniors? Who? Lafrenia. I'm wondering if he, he might have burned a year. I
1: he he might have burned. Of
0: that one in the NHL. Is it, yeah, because his, his entry level contract is done at the end of this uh, 22 23, and then he's going to be an RFA in 23 24. So he's coming off of his ELC. So
1: Yeah, he
0: played the uh, so third season. Oh, wow.
1: Played like 56 games oh. in 2021, which was the lockout or the COVID year.
0: So they got, well, Panarin, Panarin is the highest at 11 million AAV anyway, and he's under contract for another four years. And then Zabana the is making E5. So they're, they're actually, well, then, they're, then Adam Fox is making nine and a half million, and then True eight million. So, I mean, they got like five players that are pretty much eating up the salary. It's going to see what they do with Kane. um, If they're going to actually if he's just like a rental for him or if he's just or if they're going to sign him or they he's
1: going to move back home. I'm telling you.
0: I don't know. Why would he not? If he want, if he wanted that, why didn't he just go to Buffalo? Or did maybe Buffalo didn't
2: want to give up he's, a he's lot for him?
1: He's no, Patrick Kane wanted to go to the Rangers. That was his only team he would accept the trade to. So that was why one, the return was so little, and two. But that's why it happened the way it did.
0: Oh, uh, so the So that was so the Rangers. It kind of screwed them because I mean, I, not in that sense. I mean, they got a great player, but it Chicago didn't have to give much for him. you know, if he would have had three or four teams, the asking price would have been a lot higher. And you know, but Chicago probably still would have done it because they traded away almost everybody in the last couple of years. So. Um, but they really didn't have to give up much for a for, for great player.
1: Very uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of Chicago, one of the rumors I'm hearing out of Chicago, hearing Max Domi maybe coming to Buffalo. His name has been linked to Buffalo, and for any of the Buffalo fans out there watching this amazing podcast, you may remember his father, Ty Domi, playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And Sabers broadcaster Rob Ray going at it once or twice over the years, or like forty times. But uh, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, Max Domi, he's a decent, oof, he's a decent player, and he's got a little bit of grip, sandpaper, which is what the Sabers really need. So I would not be opposed to that trade, but we'll see if they actually do it
0: and what they got to give up for them. Well, they got uh, not quite 24 hour, a little, little bit less than 24 hours to do it. You know, I believe it's three o'clock tomorrow uh, when the deadline is, um, is it still three. It used to be noon and then they changed 3. It to three a few years ago. Um, so uh, just kind of interesting to see what other trades are happening. I think a lot of them are going to be done because this week i mean this usually there's insane. a lot i usually they're like the day of the trade going up to it but i never So you know but this is like a week yeah this is
1: like a trade deadline a week. whole week it's crazy i don't know if i've ever seen anything like this tomorrow is going to be so quiet there's going to be no trades there's nobody left out there to trade unless they trade the same player over
0: again well, that happened in Vegas.
1: That <laughs> no, does happen from time to time.
0: <laughs> but, you know, as far as, you know, um the games, you know, there's there's like five games tomorrow, so it'll be you know, it'd be quite nice night as far as that. I'm just waiting. I'm surprised that the press have not traded round uh Ryan Johansson. I was actually I I was almost thinking that he would be, you know, I mentioned Eckholm, you know, a few weeks ago. Um, uh, but I'm, I was trying to, I was, I wouldn't be surprised if they traded Ryan Johansson. I I mean, obviously maybe nobody wants them. Maybe that they're asking, you know, they, they don't want to give up picks or something. Cause I'm sure that's what they would want. Um, because up until I believe when they traded Granland, they had 10 centers, so they were pretty center heavy and Ryan Johansson is a center. So, and they, they've already played some these younger players that are listed as centers like Novak. So I'm just, I wouldn't be surprised to see Johansson get traded. Um, I'm surprised it hasn't happened by now, but I'm also wouldn't not, I would also not be surprised if he didn't get traded just because they're Probably want picks for him, obviously.
1: So, as soon as I talk about Max Domi going to Buffalo, now it comes out he's going to the Stars for Anton yeah.
0: Kudobin. So, once again, Dallas kind of screws Buffalo. <laughs> Shocking. I'm sure, their foot was in the crease, too, probably. Shoot! But and that's another thing. Um, I. I I was just thinking that last night. Dallas hasn't made hardly any trades this year. Um I think that was maybe two, without that one that you just mentioned. And uh yes, I remember I just mentioned that a few minutes ago or going, going through the trade list. Um Dallas got Oh yeah, that's right. Did, did uh, yeah, that's right. Um but so i guess i mean you know they got a decent team as well um but they're well they're leading the central with 77 points quietly um you know and, and of course quietly colorado moves into third in the third the Central, but then again central is not for once the central division really isn't they used to be a really top division you know all you know six teams in that at one time, seven um were like fighting for like the top three. But this year it's pretty much just Dallas, Minnesota, and Colorado. Um you know, Nashville is behind Colorado and fourth in the division. It was sixty four, so they're and they're like nine points behind Colorado. And then you know, St. Louis, Arizona, and Chicago. So, you know, maybe that'll change, you know, all these teams like Chicago, Arizona, St. Louis, Nashville are rebuilding. So maybe again, you know, a few years, it'll flip-flop and they'll be back on top again. And who knows what Dallas, Minnesota, and Colorado will be like in a few years. Um, they might hang on and, and still be good. Um, maybe they're rebuilding now while they're on top, which which is the way it should be. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm not seeing anything on Twitter about
1: anyone being sat tonight for any teams, which usually you see the night before a game or trade deadline so that you don't get injured. So must be nothing's pending. That trade that Um, I said
0: for uh, Domi was not um, official yet. Ryan, uh, Ryan Johansson is a scratch tonight. Again, at Florida, Calfoot is not playing. So must be his gear didn't show up. Some must be the airline's loss of luggage. And Uso Parsonen is not playing. He might be just a odd man out type thing because they got so many centers. Um, but well, I know it's not time for the recaps, but as right now the Predators are up two nothing uh duchene his 19th and then leonard uh one of the young players he gets his first i don't know if that's his first game or not uh no he's played four games so he's not a rookie i mean not a he he oh he played in san jose as well um, that's right. They got him from San Jose and Matt Duchesne. And I just mentioned he scored. He, he actually has, uh, 24 points against the Panthers in 27 meetings and he's four, four multi-goal games. So I guess he's one of those players that has the floor to the number.
1: Do you, uh, do you know his history with the Cal foot? that they just got.
0: Were well, they on the same team or no? at Oh no, no. I'm thinking of Adam Foot. Adam Foot or uh, Duchesne lived
1: with the Foots. I think it was his first two years in Colorado. So. Oh, that. When, that's why why they got him. When he was growing up, he was living there, so they know each other a little bit.
0: And that's probably why he why he. I wonder if he was involved in trying to get him there. Most likely, yeah. Um, and, of course, I didn't think they were going to trade him. He um, was, like, the prized possession in that that one year, the free agency year when they got him. But, um, yeah, I'm just kind of waiting, you know, and then you'll some scratch tonight. So, I bet you we're going to hear something later tonight. Um see where he's going to get traded to, because I'm, I'm almost, uh, now that I see he's scratched tonight, I'm almost positive he's going to get moved, um, so we'll have to keep an eye out for that. Welcome to Predwings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now, here are your hosts, Red Runway, Buffalo Brian, and D-Law, Dan Lawless. Welcome to the Pride Wings podcast, episode 50, and our trade deadline show, which if you're uh, listening, watching uh just a few minutes ago we went down some of the trades um i'm sure we'll revisit them again um or waiting on rat and ron he'll be here shortly but you can get us on our social medias facebook uh, twitch predwings podcast twitter and youtube we're at predwings pod and uh, email us at Predwings Podcast at Gmail dot com. Uh, not much of a beer league minute this, this, uh week because we're recording on thursday and my game is going to be later tonight at ten thirty. great west coast game Uh but we had a tuesday night meet. ron and i had a no uh still waiting on some teens for that league so we just basically had another scrimmage it was a fun little fun little uh pickup style game and didn't play too well. Ron played a lot better than he did the first week. Um, I'm sure uh, if he was here, he could talk more about that. But that's about all I got for that. Uh, pretty we'll sure. What we'll team are you guys on? Still it's sticks? called you know, it's called the Uncle Sam's Misfits. Oh, uh, Pretty cool logo, actually. Are the sticks uh, gone now? Right. Yeah, uh, officially they're gone. Uh, the, actually, the one team that played on Mondays moved to the Monday Scott, uh, the league at Scottsville, where we play on Tuesdays. Uh, Different names. So yeah, yeah, they actually they kept the same name as they were at uh, other Place. Uh, I won't mention their name because they don't need uh, free advertising. Um, I believe their name are the Jenny Red Eyes or something like that. Mm. Not, not that. That's. Uh, I don't. I don't want to be. It, it's not really a f- advertising, even though people around here know what that's coming from. But, but anyway, um, let's see. I guess uh, while we wait for Ron, we can go into some recaps. Let's start. Uh, we can start with the Sabres recaps this week. Um, so we
1: had. Two games already been played. We'll start with Washington. Dylan Cousins got the Sabres on the board. Then Washington scored right away to tie it 1-1. Tates Thompson scored his 40th of the season. But then Washington again scored quickly to make it 2-2. Jeff Skinner scores make it 3-2. Zegmas Gergensen with his 8th of the season to make it 4-2. Vinny Henestrosa. In his first game on the call-up from the Amherst, backhands it in to make it 5-2. And then our favorite goalie, Darcy Kemper, threw his stick, throws a temper tantrum, and gets pulled. Uh, Dylan Cousins made it 6-2 with his second of the game, 22nd on the year. Then the grade 8, Alex Ovechkin, made it 6-3. Sabres made a bad drop pass. Hey, there he is. All right, I made it, I made it. There he is. Just in the middle of the Sabres recaps. Um, The Sabres made a bad drop pass when Washington was leaving the box after an instigator penalty. That left Milano free to make it 6-4. And then our boy, Dylan Cousins, made it. 7 4 with his first career hat trick. Congratulations, Dylan, on your hatty. Seventh hat trick for the Sabres this season. Uh, and a f- little while later, Tage Thompson took a slap shot and it knocked the goalie's skate blade out of his skate. I don't know if I've ever seen that before.
2: That's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it just shows the power of that guy's shot. Um, well, my stick won't fly in the overnight. <laughs> your stick? Yeah, because he can't hold on to it. No, this is a skate blade. This, <laughs> I this, is, this is the blade from <laughs> his skate. It it hit him in the front of, or back of the blade, I don't remember. And it knocked the blade right off his skate. So they blew the whistle right away because the goalie couldn't move. Um, it was a great game. And a good game without having Alex Tuck or Rasmus Dahlin, which I'll get to later. Uh, so they were back in the wildcard two spot for a few hours until someone won and knocked them out again. Experts. Uh, so, yeah, so I picked them to win that game, which I was correct. Another win for me, chalk it up. And then on the 28th, we played Columbus. Not a good game. Worst team in the league. Early penalty kill leads to a one nothing deficit. Tage Townsend, with his 41st, made it 1-1, and then 3-1 deficit after 2. Jack Quinn made it to 4-2. J.J. Paterka scored to make it within 1, but then an empty net goal made it 5-3 final. So I was calling for a win against the lowly uh, Blue Jackets, and they lost, so I was one on one on the week, and I'm currently we're currently tied, so I haven't lost that one yet. I think we all picked that game as a win. I would hope so, or else I would question my uh, friendship with you all. And tonight, Boston Sabers are in the second period, zero zero still. So we shall see. I called a loss on this game. But we'll see. Playing Uka it's playing very well so far. And that's all I got.
0: Before we head into uh actually I only have two games, but uh I don't know if Ron wanted to meant I just briefly talked about the league really minute. I didn't really say much because there really wasn't much to talk about. I just mentioned that you played a lot better this week than it did last week.
2: <laughs> yeah, you you played slightly better too. It was more uh just getting your feet well, underneath you. For me, yeah, our lose. chemist has been a while. Our
0: chemist, getting better back because we're making a lot better pa- passes and plays and
2: all that. It is. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, Ron, are you asking me to come out of retirement the other night? Yeah, come out of retirement.
1: Yeah, throw, we those, need... throw
2: those skates <laughs> on. I'm good. If you think you're going to be the worst player on the team, you're wrong. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. If that's crossing no, your mind. No, I know I'll be the worst player. There's no way. Don't you want to see Dan go nutty and yell at everybody on the ice?
1: I think mean, that that is drawing my feet. That's speaking my interest. But.
2: Where where are you? It's like, Dan, I, I'm I'm 37 years old and I'm exhausted and out of shape. Like, I, I'm not gonna, i not going to you can't you can't give me a pass like you're going to like you're passing a Conor McDavid. Like, you just can't do that. So, Which yeah, way? it's always like if. So if you think I'm going to be two feet farther, don't think that just <laughs> where i am at that moment just put where it there because be i'm not, five i'm probably <laughs> right i'm not moving so in if i place, am it's not sad. i'm older you but <laughs> you. Anyway. Well, yeah but you're going brain dead because all your passes you keep giving the wrong pass you've also been the playing pred. ron's been the uh, on the bench
0: yeah that's true seven years
2: i will say you know i will say dan always does give his effort out there he does leave his effort on the ice Sometimes a little more passionate than you'd appreciate him to be, but he uh but he, he like leaves it out there. So I I will give like, him that. Gotta like that predator's passion. <laughs> yeah. After, yeah. Speaking that's, of predator. That's a whole nother conversation.
0: Speaking of that, they I like I said, I they went, I only got two games. Uh, they're actually playing my another one. I probably won't be able to recap that one because that's still going on right now, but They put the Coyotes in, that was in Moult Arena. That was a Sunday afternoon game, or Sunday. Standing
2: room only, I Uh, bet.
0: Sunday afternoon, Arizona time, it was like 6 o'clock our time, or 7 o'clock.
2: So glad you cleared that up for me. (laughs) I'm just screwing with you.
0: (laughs) Well, I did not mention an afternoon game, but so uh, technically it was an afternoon game somewhere. Uh but this was before well before a lot of the arizona trades uh Shane gospel i don't i think he was one of the trades he scored his tenth probably his last goal as a coyote um he they, that was a shorthanded goal uh, I don't even wanna know why they gave up a shorthanded goal to him.
1: Because <laughs> he's but a then
0: uh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was such a ghost that nobody can see him <laughs> uh but Trent, Trenton uh ties the game late kind of like midway through the first um his ninth and then uh continue his red hot uh play as of late Give him a two to one lead uh just like five minutes after Trent scores uh that was his eighteenth goal um but you know overall like, they just dominated really um you know yoshi scored in the second and then of course nick smaltz nick smaltz is he still there i don't remember saying if he got traded i think no, he's still I there heard his name um but he uh he he put the lead to one uh and then the third period predators just took over um Novak scores again, his ninth. Um, Yossi gets his 17th, his second goal of the game. And Novak assisted on that one, along with Duchesne. So they played really well. And then Cody Glass, uh, actually the Yossi was a power play goal. And then Cody Glass, uh, he got a power play goal late in the third. um, And uh, that was his eighth. So that gave him... Six to two lead. Six six yeah, six to two win. Uh the shots let's see, there was you know, Nashville outshot twelve to ten in the first. Arizona came back a little bit. It was more not too many shots in that period, nine to eight for Arizona and then you know prayers took over in third. Out shot 'em fourteen to eight in in uh in that period. So a pretty good effort um for them but then they returned home and i was totally wrong on that one the penguins they just can't seem to beat it i mean it was actually it must have been a really good game i wasn't able to to see that um there was no scoring until the third period so pretty tight defensive game mark jankowski one of the younger players just got called up uh he scores he scored his fifth. Um and then uh of course Crosby gets his twenty-seventh and then that tied the game and then Zucker uh you no know, late another you know late in his third puts him up two to one and then uh Brian Rust, I believe that was an empty net goal to give him a three to one lead. Uh, so not, you know, how um, foot actually played in this game. Uh, he he got an interference penalty against Brian Rust. Um, they obviously didn't score on that because there was no scoring in the second. And, you know, Pittsburgh just, I mean, they totally shot them. Nashville had five shots on goal in the second and three in the third. Although, one goal and three shots, I guess isn't too bad. But, you know, Pittsburgh had three on eight shots. So one was one was an empty net. He actually dove uh, um, on the empty net goal. That that's uh, pretty much my recaps for that. Um, you know, they Nashville had a they actually had a two to nothing lead tonight at Florida. And I had mentioned um, Johansson was a scratch in the, our trade deadline part part of a show earlier. I forgot he was injured. I don't know how I could forget that he was uh he's, out, forget, he, he's he's out for twelve weeks, so I guess they're not training him. Um, or if we do then they're priests who over training for three stupid. Um, but Duchesne he he got things rolling tonight along with uh Justin Leonard um uh, it's nothing but uh, Montour, uh, he scored it during the second period right now. So keep an update on that. Maybe we'll have more updates before we go off the air. So that's it for my, uh, my Preds. Real quick, uh, thank you, Clapper
2: G, for the follow. Thanks for tuning in. Well, I guess that leaves Detroit. Um, kind of some disappointing hockey down the last stretch here. Um, you know, I will say though, they played Tampa Bay and the scoreboard does not reflect the effort at all. They had, they they ended up dropping three, nothing to, to Tampa Bay. Um, not a great night for Huso, let in a couple of bad ones, but, um, regardless at the end of the day, Vasilevsky was showing why he's the number one goalie in the league. He's played out of his mind. I mean, Detroit probably should have won this game. No lie. Probably five to one but he just was unbelievable. So, um, you know, Vasilevsky came up huge, stopped Detroit, got his first shutout against Detroit. Uh, but it was a good effort. You know, it was promising. It was promising into the Ottawa games because they went in, they played a, a hard battle all night, went toe-to-toe with, with you know, Tampa. And, uh, you know, it just didn't roll over. So... You know, then we're playing back to back in Ottawa because of the the snowstorm. So, pretty much the only thing I'm going to say, my recaps are going to be short. I'm not getting into any of the nitty gritty. But the Senators came out playing playoff style hockey. They were hitting they they hit anything that moved. They were like heat seeking missiles out there and just completely threw Detroit off. You could see how weak Detroit was. They're just not they're not a strong team. So. Hopefully Asmund makes some changes. You know, we just got rid of one of our, you know, grittier forwards, if you will. Um, but yeah, they just blown out six to two and uh six to one. Just not not good hockey. Uh tonight they're playing Seattle. Um they're currently down four to three into the second period, uh five minutes ago. Bergren scored. Um I forget who scored the first goal, but Uh, they're playing they're playing well. They're they're hanging in there. Um Ben Chirac got one under the under the glove. They just tied it up just now as I speak. Um Jake Wallman gets a goal, so that's beautiful. So it's 4-4 in Seattle right now. And that's all. They need to wake up, they need to get going, and hopefully this game will they're not gonna make the playoffs. I guess I'm I'm just gonna segue into this really quick. But Detroit's not making the playoffs. Like it's okay, it's okay, Hockey Town. They're not going to make the playoffs. Let them grow. They've got some really young kids playing this year. Let them grow. We've got some really young kids that are going to be stars that are coming up next year. Be patient. Be patient. Hopefully, we, Hopefully can we can snag somebody in the draft as well.
0: Um. Well, yeah, they are. They're only two points behind Buffalo, but Pittsburgh's certain to extend that uh the wild card race islanders are sitting at number one with 70 and then pittsburgh is second with 69 and then buffalo in florida and washington are three points behind them with 66
2: um yeah and I'm, I'm okay with detroit not making it i'm okay with that let's increase our draft odds let's you know let's uh you know get the rebuild i mean we just played playoff style hockey against ottawa and we couldn't hang so i Ottawa's not even in the playoffs right now. So now you talk about playing Tampa Bay in the playoffs, Detroit would get steamrolled. Absolutely destroyed. They're not a playoff team. Give it time. Next couple of years, you know, will be a different story. Just ride the storm. Ride the storm. Buffalo's done it for years, and it's turning around for them finally. No. no, Uh, no. I don't know. They're playing better than they have in years. Did you want to go...
0: Did you want to go through some of the Wings trades? I think we did mention some of them, but um, if if nobody was listening or watching uh, in that part of the show, um, maybe you can just go through the Detroit trades and see how you are, you know, what you feel about them.
2: No, I I think, you know, looking at – you know, Bertuzzi, I think, was a good trade. You know, he he has his upsides. He's had a lot of downsides. This year in particular, he's coming up to, to a signing year, um, and he hasn't played for three quarters of it. He's been injured. He just took another um, shot to the leg last week and, you know, had to be helped off the ice. I mean, the guy's injury-prone the last couple of years. It's okay. I'm not saying that he's not a good hockey player, but he's not elite. He's not putting up 30 goals a year. And Detroit was able to get a first and a fourth for him. I would, I'll take that all day long. And it makes sense for Boston too. I was just talking to a buddy of mine who's a Boston fan and Bertuzzi's somebody like he was worried about him being injured. And I was like, don't, you can't worry about that. He's playing right now. The style of hockey plays fits what Boston's trying to do. And he's going to be a great fit there. I mean, it's a win-win because Boston gave up. I mean, they're giving up all their picks. So they're already up Creek. They have, they're all in. I mean, they they have to be Um, because even in the future, they now don't have picks to give other teams for future players unless they get some in trades from selling their players like everyone else is doing, Dan. But but anyway, it's a win win. It's a win win. Detroit Detroit needs a draft capital. They're still trying to, you know, get some of those younger players that can come in and and be impact players quickly. So you're only going to do that by by getting more draft picks. So in Boston, they're they're making a run for the cup. They need as much power up front as they can get, and they got some more with Bertuzzi. So it makes sense for everybody involved. Um, in terms of the heroic one, I was kind of growing on him. I I did not like him the last couple of years, but you know this year he had that that short stint of a pretty good run scoring points. But what people don't realize is it was a very short stint. It was highly touted because Detroit had a defenseman that was putting points on the board consistently, and it died out. So that's okay. But now let's compare Hronick to Chetron. What did they get for Chetron? A first and two seconds, right? Yep. That's what Carolina cool. gave up? Chikrin. Chikrin? Sorry, Chikrin. Chikrin. Sorry. Sorry, I apologize for my mispronunciation of some foreign guy from somewhere that I've never been. It's happened the whole stream by me, don't worry but anyway detroit ga- detroit gave up Ronick, who is nowhere near at the level of chitrin nowhere near and they got a first and a second form so i'll take that all day long i'll take it all day long i think detroit won that trade um i hope Ronick ha- goes on and has a great uh rest of his career or short-term career or whatever he does in vancouver but i really like what detroit got for that and uh I thought I read that you know, hurt recently um, the last couple games. Yeah, he he did. He did. He took a, a took a shot. I think it was off the lower body and he went off and didn't come back. He so I'm happy play. with the trades. Yeah, might might not. But he's got potential. He does have potential. I don't think he's in the prime of his career. So I mean he's still got some tread on the tires. Just I don't think he fits what what is trying to do. But that's all I have.
0: So just briefly we talked about the Eastern uh, wildcard race. So Western wild card race, uh Seattle's they're you know, they're playing Detroit right now, so um they're sitting at number one, they're actually tied with Winnipeg. Um but they got more rows, so they're actually sitting at the number one wild card that was seventy-two points, and you know, Winnipeg also was seventy-two. And then you got Calgary with sixty seven and then you got Nashville down there with sixty four. So it looks like it's gonna be Seattle, Winnipeg. Maybe Calgary can kinda of sneak in there. Um, it's probably gonna end up being Seattle, Winnipeg. Um unless Calgary can put together a little run. But you know we'll I guess we'll find out, you know i don't know if calgary's really made any splash in the trades to try to try to get that push so i think they're probably they might be just sitting back thinking you know we're probably not gonna make the playoffs um but you know you know some big news i'm sure we've everybody knows uh this was announced last friday or saturday i believe it was friday i think it was friday uh you know David Poyle in like, you know, Ron, I got to say he was right. He predicted on January 13th, was it, that he was going to be gone after the season? Although I think I thought he said that earlier in the season, like in September. He probably did. But uh, David Poyle is retiring uh, officially June 30th. Um, that must be July 1st must be like the day the NHL... The new contract or the new schedule? New year. That, yeah, the new. Yeah, because that's when all the contracts expire and stuff like that. Probably same thing with with coaches and GMs. Um, let's talk
2: about this for one second. But, uh, I'm, I'm going to hijack this on you. Timeout. Barry, what do Trotz, you think about it? Barry Trotz is going to take over. Um, so, do you think he's pulling the strings? Let's let's have a conversation about this. Hold your I thought. Think, Write it down. Keep your thoughts. But do you think Barry Trotz is? pulling the strings right now well Boyle's still in charge um i he is so
0: you say no it's I okay i'm just i'm he, curious he's, <sighs> he's there i don't know if he's actually the one you know making the i mean obviously poyle has got to be the one to officially do the trade because he's officially still a I mean, as far as like i'm sure they gotta sign stuff and stuff like that to make it official not sure how the process goes but i'm sure there's something they gotta sign just to make it official um but I don't know. I mean, he's he's obviously in the office because he's – I mean, it's already been announced officially that he's taken over, um, but officially July 1st. But, you know, they're going to be – you know, he's he's a newcoming GM, so they're probably – there's like, you know, as if, you know, a lot of transitions like in, in a regular business setting, like a regular, you know, jobs or job, most of the time – they're, you know, when one's going out and then they, if they have a replacement they're you know, they're obviously kind of catching you up to speed, if you will. So I'm sure that's, there's something like that. I don't know. I mean, he's probably got some input on who, who is going and who's, who they're going to get. Um, but I'm, I'm even in, and Brian mentioned this earlier in our trade portion, as far as about Cal foot, um, but he Matt Dush, he said that Matt Duchesne was living with the Foots when he was in Colorado, and I'm wondering if Matt Duchesne was part of that getting foot into Nashville. But um, it
2: could have been. It's very possible because you know those a guy like Duchesne has a lot of pull like that. But you're getting away from the conversation.
0: But I, so, I, well, that was just a little sidebar. But you know, okay. um, I just but I want to you know I I. I now that I think about it, I'm thinking you know Trotz is obviously in the building, um, and, and Poyle is going to remain as a consultant. Um, so he's going to be in the Which building. I don't somewhere. understand. That's that's um, to be
2: a kudos to him. Like, hey, we're going to throw you a bone because probably, you know, it, probably
0: it's like, I mean, it's just somebody to go to. Like you know, because Trotz he's never been a GM, obviously, he's been a coach. So he's learning as he goes. So I'm sure, like, as far as consulting, I'm sure, you know, if he has a question about something like a, maybe a contract or, or a player or, or another GM or, you know, there's so many aspects in that part of it. And he doesn't know, obviously learning, he, I'm sure, you know, he'll just you know go down, go down the hall to Poyle and, you know, ask him, what is info? What do you think about this? Or, what do you, who what do you do in this situation and and that kind of thing? I mean, obviously it would come down to you know, after July first it would be it would fall totally in Trotz. I mean he can get guidance from Poyle and then that's basically I think is what it's gonna be. Um but Brian, what you know, do you think? Trotz is gonna make Trot's gonna be be pulling all the strings. So if he doesn't, you know, he can get games with Poil. if Poyle says something, he, and then he sits back. Trot sits back and says, and thinks it over and says, "Nah, he's full of crap. I'm gonna do this." And you know, that's his that's his uh his prerogative.
1: I think. Trotz, what do you think, Brian? I think Trot's has been there all season with his hand behind Boyle's back, being his little pocket, his little puppet.
2: I, I agree. I mean, he bought the house, and be, before the season started in Nashville, there was obviously conversations about it. And I think exactly what we've talked about on the show is probably what happened. I I guarantee it. I would put my my money on it that what had happened he, was
0: he had the house. He never had sold the house. He had the house when he was coaching there.
2: Right, but then he moved back home. It was me. big. It was big news He's, that he had moved back to Nashville. Nashville
0: unless he bought in the house, but he, he never, as far as I know, he never sold that. Well,
2: that's, that's irrelevant. So he's in yeah. Nashville before the season starts. Like he starts living in Nashville before the season ever started. And, you know, we had talked about on the show that toil is on his way out. He's done nothing to progress Nashville. He's got on the back burner. I mean, he's just not, he hasn't made any moves in several years to bolster the team in in any capacity he goes out and finds washed up old guys that come in that used to have great seasons they come in and have no chemistry because they're used to being the guy and it just didn't work out like his methods and his his processes to to get guys and who he picks just wasn't working and it never really did work and then you know you have trots moving here all the news is here the trots is living here oh what's he gonna do oh i'm not gonna coach not gonna coach you know, it's kind of becoming obvious that he's going to move into a GM role. Um, but I just, I have a hard time thinking that Barry Trotz was not behind any of these moves. Because look at Dan, in all of your time being a Predators fan, how, when was the last time they sold off everybody and started fresh?
0: Like this? Like this? Uh yeah, I like don't that. remember I don't really remember them doing that. They did it to a couple of players here and there.
2: Okay. So they didn't sell the house like they are now. Not like
0: and I mean and uh, no I mentioned earlier they have 13 draft picks.
2: They so is might it safe have, to say that, that this is very oil like? They
0: might have had that many picks uh before. But I don't know I don't know if they actually had that many in one year.
2: So I think this is. Probably right, so let me more, let me. So let me ask. Let me ask this. This is very unlike Poyle. Then what is happening is not like what Poyle does. This isn't his style of GM. Well, not going through the years, it's not not really. Now, I Dan, mean, let me ask you. Let me ask you this question. Okay, let's say that you are the incoming GM. And I'm the the previous GM. Now you're shadowing me. You know, we're taking pictures everywhere. And now let's say that you, the Mr. New GM, you want to keep Tanner Janot. Like, hey, I'm going to build around this kid. I can build around him. I can build around Yossi. And I can build around Forsberg. These three are the trifecta of our rebuild. And I, as the existing GM, are like, yeah, screw you, Dan. I'm getting rid of Janot. I don't care what you want. I know you're going to take over the team. I know you've got a plan in place on how you're going to build the team, but I'm the GM right now. I'm going to get rid of Janelle because I, I want to. Do you think the Predators organization is going to let that happen between Poyle and Trotz? So Trotz wants players or doesn't want players or has a, a, a system that he's going to instill January 1st. Do you think they're going to let Poyle implode that whole thing? do you think they're going to leave him with nothing? Like, Hey, good luck. I screwed everything up for you. Now you come and fix it. Or do you think that point or trots is actually in the, in the, you know, conversation saying, no, we, we can probably get this for this guy. And that for that guy. And, you know, he would be a good fit over here. Let's try to get some conversations with that, with that team. You know, I'm sure trots is behind. I, I would, I would bet to say, Probably ninety percent of the decisions are Barry Trotts right now.
0: Well, I guess we we'll probably will never know. Or we won't, won't, we know won't. It's gonna go down years, this but, I mean I mean, let's it, be honest, it, it's, it's gonna it, go down it, this it, coil. It's I mean, and and I was just I actually just you know, it it is a little different because I admit I did say this earlier. Um as far as you know, usually they the trade deadline, the predators have been it, for the most part they've been pretty much silent you know i've always remember a trade deadline you know i'm like well, okay i'm just waiting for the predators to trade like especially when they're in the playoffs or close to playoffs it's like trying to get that one push like boston did to get that push and the rangers to get you know to go on to get that cop and the predators i mean they got you know one or two players here and there but they've usually only made two possibly three deals right on a trade line and that's something that Boyle has always done so you know and and for this for for them to be as active as they have been th- this year it almost does sound like it's somebody else other than Boyle because it's just not his his style
2: yeah so it's definitely somebody else and, it, and it's a good thing i mean you should be excited about what the predators are doing like you need to take that predator out of your heart for a few minutes and look at the big picture and scroll just, through social media. I mean, you keep saying that like everyone's laughing at 13 draft picks. I mean, yeah, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's a deeper draft class this year. Yes, there's one generational player that everybody wants, but that doesn't mean that the, the rest of the guys in the first and even early second round are not going to be good hockey players. I mean, nobody's saying that at all. And
0: Nobeck and Carson were fourth, fifth round draft picks. And they and that was uh, like five, what did I say, seven, seven, eight years ago when they got drafted. I think it was 2015.
2: Uh, yeah, but so- you got to also realize like ninety nine percent. I would say ninety nine point nine percent. Of the teams that are the kids that are drafted go through a development stages whether they go from minors to AHL into the NHL or, you know, a Swedish league to the NHL or whatever path they take. Very few players jump right into the NHL day one and have a career like McDavid has. You get one of those guys every, they're generational players. I mean, you get, I mean, how many, how many guys are there on a roster? Hundreds. And you only have one McDavid david and one crosby and one matthews so every draft pick is not going to be those guys but if you want to find a good diamond in the rough you have to increase your odds by having more picks so nashville is selling the house because they don't, don't have an and they don't have a stanley cup team they're not there they not a stanley cup
0: they haven't had a, they, they didn't even have a stanley cup team in 2017 when they <laughs> Oh, and they made it silly cup. That's what They're I mean. So,
2: so, it's time to 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 gut the team and start just, new. And it's a hard really, concept I mean, for most fans to grasp. It is. And I was one. I was doing the same thing you I, did I, when I was, you know, when the Red Wings started their rebuild. I was disappointed in how th- things happened. I didn't want to. I didn't want to lose. But then when I sat back and saw the big picture, and it was actually Mickey Redmond that said something. He goes. At some point, the Red Wings are going to rip the Band-Aid off and start selling to start the rebuild. And that's essentially what Eiserman did when he came in, you know, applicator. I had a soft spot for Abdicator. He treated my son well, you know, always signed autographs for him whenever he saw him, um, which is about actually four or five times. Um, you know, I didn't want to see him go. I mean, they they started cutting players like that. And even Erickson, he was a turnover machine, but I liked the guy because he was tough, he was physical, he would he could score. You know, he was okay on defense. Um, but Eisman came in and just gutted the team down. And now I see the picture coming together. He's putting the puzzle together and it's happening. So you just, you have to look at it from a different lens. You have to. The Sabres, they kind of did a different rebuild where they built and, built and built and built and built and never really went anywhere. And and now they actually went out and they have an organization that supports the coaches and vice versa. The ownership is involved. Um and they've got they've got a pretty solid core foundation that they can build around for years. I mean you've got Dallin on the back end. You know, he's he's a generational defenseman. I mean, he's up there, he's one of those guys that comes in like a Moritz Cider. That And you've got one in Yossi. I mean, these guys are impact players on the ice. You know, and Buffalo's building with, you know, they've got Tuck. They've got um, Tage Thompson, Cousins. I mean, they've got these young guys that are just, you build around them. You're going to start getting free agents and draft picks. I mean, the Sabres are going to be a fun team. And Nashville will be there once they start the rebuild. You have to start.
0: uh, I just i don't know 13 draft picks i I don't know like this but but anyway you know nashville's i mean for the last probably 70 years they've seen a lot of players have said they want to come to nashville whether they i mean obviously Duchesne signed there but um in pk well he got traded there but um i are they is it still going to be a destination now though well, the players still want to come there to play. I mean, obviously, th- visiting teams and players—they love going to Nashville because it's a fun city and everything. And you know, so but that's a lot different than if they live there. But you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure
2: we'll talk more about you're, this. I think I think you're way overthinking it. I mean, you're not in Arizona, where they, oh you know, god, where we'll they talk- don't even have an arena. I mean- no, I'm not trying to bash them, but I'm just I'm saying I- that like. You've got players that are that are mass exiting because they want to, not because the organization necessarily wants them to leave, but players have come out and said, Yeah, I don't want to play here anymore. It sucks. This organization uh, sucks. Uh, uh, the, I, but Nashville's not there. Like you can't worry about that. Like that's the least of your worries right now. Detroit has players who are like, hey, I love this city. I want to live here. The city's a shit. it's not I've been there multiple times. It's like a it's not like a beautiful, like thriving metropolis. I mean, it's freaking Detroit. You you take You know, the people mover too far, you know, you better have a bulletproof vest on. So, but players are still saying like, oh, I really want to play there. So, yeah, Nashville is going to be a destination that players will want to play for. And now they're in a rebuild and you should be happy because they're going to get some of these good players that you'll see in three years. I know it's three years. You want it tomorrow. You want it yesterday. But let them grow. Let them grow and become the players that they're going to be. So, Have faith. Have faith,
0: D-Law. Have yeah, faith in trots I'm sure we'll uh, – oh, David, well, David, I li- David I like, Trotz. I like Barry Trotz. I liked him as a coach, so we'll just see how he is, is the, uh, as a GM. But one – Thing I know, well, he should be
2: pretty freaking ecstatic for what he's done already. I, just,
0: I don't know if it's him, his but name's anyway, not even on the he, paper he, yet, and he's freaking
2: he, killing it. No, I don't know if he is or
0: not. You have but, the best GM he, in
2: the league at the moment. No, I don't know
0: about that. I, well, he's not officially the GM, so yeah, I get the official but, um, out of your
2: brain, but but, but, Trotsy, but the, it's all trot, but um,
0: Trotsy. I, I Trotsy. just wish, I just wish, I just hope when he fire If we could would fire Hines, but oh, he will.
2: He's going to He's going well, to do the He
0: Eisenhower. said he's going he to. Eva- he's evaluating the rest of the season.
2: So mark my words. Ready for this? He's going to pull the Steve Eisman. Hey, we're going to give you a year to see if he can get it under control. So well, Hines will might, be there. Hines will be there next a year. year.
0: He said he's going to value. Oh he yeah, evaluate, evaluate him the rest of the season. So it might be the season, the off season, but. I think it's the time for the hideout. Time for the hideout.
1: Where do I begin? Well, first, yet again, another somber note. I'd like to uh, put my respects out for the Buffalo firefighter who died yesterday in of duty. Um...
2: I don't even know what to say. Yeah, um, just it was terrible. I mean, just a su- such an unfortunate situation. Just another black cloud over the city. Yep.
1: They can't we city can't catch a break. <clears throat> but uh moving on to not that I want to talk about this team right now cuz we're facing them and they're winning, but congratulations to Linus Allmark. Sunday night he scored his first ever goalie goal. The first goalie goal in a couple seasons since Rene scored on January 9th, 2020. That was the last time
2: it happened in the NHL. Who is that? Who do you play for? Who, minus? No, no, the other guy that you just uh, mentioned, the I one just, that scored the goal.
1: I don't I've never heard of Pekka right I never I don't know who he is. He's a
2: must be an AHL goalie. He's probably a Bruin. Probably. They always all the Bruins always score. Yeah, Peck, Freaking I don't know. Okay. Pekka. You know, you know what Ryan. I would you know what I you you know what they should do for him for scoring that goal? They should build that man a statue. They should.
1: I mean, they probably should the way he's played this year. He's not playing tonight, thankfully, but they're still winning two nothing. Who Pekka? No, uh,
2: I was talking about Pekka oh. scoring the goal. Oh, Pekka! I think I think D Law's got us muted. Pekka Renee, R- R- Rene? I don't know how you say. How do you say that, D Law? Is it Renee? It, it's Rainy. Rene. It's Rainy. Pekka Rainy. Actually, in his home country, Rene, it's Rainy. We're talking about the hideout. What are we talking it's, about? Pekka it's Rainy. It's Rainy. Rene. R- R- Pekka Renee. <laughs> Wait till he edits this. It's going to be freaking hilarious. <laughs> No, he was just talking about how uh, Allmark scored a goal. And he's like, yeah, the last goalie yeah. to do is Pekka And I was like, who Who did he play for? <laughs> we went into this whole topic. And you're not even paying attention. You and I said, oh, 90, well, you know what I would do? He scored an empty net goal from behind yeah, the Yeah, Allmark goal didn't. Allmark, he had a wraparound, Allmark did. You should have saw it. Did you see that? Was that an empty net? No, it was a wraparound. He,
0: they can't go across off <laughs> center ice. Right
2: I know. I know. I'm just seeing. I'm just testing you as a goalie. But, but, um, I think, right? you know what they should do now that I've hijacked the, the hideout and I'll shut up. I'll mute my mic in just a second. I really think because s scored a goal, an empty net goal, they should, they should give that man a statue. They should at least uh, raise the ground up so they don't fuck D-Log, them. Come on, feed into it, feed into it. He's ignoring us. No, I know, but I will say yeah. this: they did, they it's did put one up. They did put one up, for, they did put one up for Rich. They did put one up for Renee, and I was busting his chops. Like, oh, what did he do? What did he, he do? Got, like, not he yet. Not,
0: they haven't put it up yet. It's got. Uh, oh, they um, they have I'll, to wait and I'll, see I'll how
2: Askarov plays because they might have to I'll scratch I'll off wait. his March,
0: face. Oh, <laughs> Ma- Askarov, who March twenty fifth is when <laughs> they're gonna to do.
2: March Afu, 25th. he he's a top 10 prospect right now and he's a goalie but, you realize uh, that right like he's like stat wise still, he's a top 10 elite prospect in the world he's he's actually number 10 at the list i saw today he's number 10 for the elite prospect list as a goalie well that's pretty freaking good that's so anyways, we'll let you go back, Brian. I'm sorry. I hijacked that. So congratulations to him. Um, I watched him grow here in Rochester.
1: Happy for his success. Just preferred. Wasn't with Boston. Um, we'll get to this later, I'm sure. But the Tuck-Eichel watch has come to a screeching halt as far as the Sabres go. Uh, Alex Tuck is on a uh, uh, long-term IR.
2: He's on IR. I don't know if it's long-term. Oh boy, the tables could turn here. Yeah, no, I go ahead. But also, really quick, really quick, who else did they get with Eichel, the trade? Who did the Knights get? No, 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 the Sabers. So they got Tuck, and who else did they get?
1: Krebs, Noah Oslin, and a second round in this year's draft pick. What's Krebs doing right now? Krebs is sitting in the bench. Eight goals, (laughs) ten assists, (laughs) eighteen points in fifty-one games. Yeah, I think you have to add that to the list as well. Oh, it's on there, but uh, uh, I didn't update
2: like goals to see twenty two twenty. Yeah, I'm just saying because you've Chicago. got you've got double the points so I far. I go
0: had two goals last night. Um, who did they play? They played Chicago, I think it was. Um, no, they played the Dallas Stars. They okay, just played Dallas Stars. Oh wait, don't no, Vegas. Duh. Why do I think Vegas? Uh. He plays Vegas games. played the Hurricanes. Vegas played the Hurricanes. And he had two goals. So,
1: Michael has 48 games played, 45 points. Tuck has 57 games played, 62 points. So, he's still got over a point a game, but it's sitting idle now until Tucky comes back. Hopefully, he gets healthy soon.
0: Um... Well, I don't think Eichel can catch him. No, <laughs> he has sixty-two points.
1: <laughs> he's only fourteen behind. Depends on how long he's hurt for, and if he comes back and can play, who knows? Maybe he might be hurt all year. No one to Sabres, He's probably be shut down for the rest of the season. Ah, uh, but I want to get your guys' opinion. Have you seen the whole LTIR for uh, Arizona?
0: Oh, they pulling another Vegas? No, I haven't
1: seen that yet.
0: <laughs> I got another
2: thing i Arizona right now. Player.
1: So, Arizona, with all these trades they're making, they now have five players on LTIR.
0: And one that 20,
1: retired. $28 million on LTIR. They're- What's their salary cap? Well, that counts towards the salary (laughs) cap.
0: I know, but I mean, as far as active players, like eight million. (laughs) Not a lot. Uh,
2: Forwards is thirty. So they have Shea. They took on Shea Weber's contract. It looks like yeah, thirty-eight. They have like forty-two million on active
1: players, and twenty-eight on freaking injured long-term IR, and then you got. Retained salary. You got Nick Bustad, Patrick Kane, two point six million of his salary. Oliver Ekman Larson, just under a million. They have four million dollars in retained salary. Not to mention they're playing in a arena that's not theirs. It seats a hundred people. This team is a oh, joke. Oh,
0: and I. Oh, and I got some. This makes sense. This
2: this makes sense. This makes sense. And this is quite a game, from what I'm reading. I I want to do a little bit more research on this. So it looks like Shea Weber's contract was a part of this. So, what it looks like is is once Shea Weber is deemed healthy, he's retired. That, that's what I mean. So once he's like off long term ir and he can be put on healthy he then loses so so arizona is going to lose the amount whatever his contract is arizona drops that amount off of their cap space so if he had an 8 million dollar deal right now and he's deemed healthy tomorrow arizona now loses 8 million a year off of their off of their books for however many years were left, even though matter, Arizona though. didn't give him the deal. But Arizona, but what I'm saying is, let's say they're maxed out at the cap, They're only the, at the cap. They're not even at the floor. Well, right, right. But yeah, if they're at the cap, then it's
0: it's average of seven point
2: eight million. And his contract,
0: got, uh, yeah, and he's got. Let's see. Um. Or is it? He's got this this year, and he's got three years. So yeah, twenty five, twenty six is when it ends. So that's $8. yeah. I just I just
2: for think that's four more years, three more years. So they're always going to have that cap space. Yeah,
0: and then they're going to by that time they can pay some somebody that's actually playing that's, that, that much it. Of the That's money.
2: right. Will they pay them? That's though? what they're doing. They're just dropping that money off the books so that they can pay oh, somebody still still when rebuild. they find somebody. They might not even have an arena by then. I actually think that's a good. Tra- I actually think that's a good trade by Arizona, but believe it or not
0: Because they lose I, that I,
2: entire con- Contract to just go find somebody else And I know you're
0: you, I want to touch me. You know, I, I was gonna wait till after but um, I know you know, you're talking about them Playing in a college arena that only seats 4600 Are they playing with the attendance numbers? Because
2: How can they play the
0: attendance numbers? On the official game sheet under the the attendance, the last three games, the Columbus game, Calgary, and the Predators game, and look at some of the other games, it's it's listed as 4,600. Now, that is what supposedly the arena holds is 4,600. And the game against Chicago... um,
2: you're yeah, annoying but you, get,
0: but you gotta so also there's, think there's about this there might
2: be but there might be empty there was, seats there, there might was, be empty seats but think about rit so well, if you don't want to if you don't want to sit in your seat you can go up and get you know go get a hot dog because they're in a college and they can't serve alcohol so you go up you get something to drink and then it's like you know what? i'm just gonna lean on the railing i'm close enough i'm just above the glass leaning against the railing i'm gonna stand here and eat my hot dog so yeah i mean you probably have people well, standing up in the corridor, who can see the game probably better than they can from their seats. I think it's then they're
0: tickets sold. Yeah, and it's, maybe, it, exactly. Yeah, and, maybe, and maybe they just not going. But at, there was an awful lot of MPC every time I watch them. And the other night, there was more red again. That seems like every team. And then when the Predators played them, from the little bit that I saw, there wasn't one there was Preds fan in the building. Of, there was an awful lot of yellow. And Coyotes don't have yellow.
2: They cold. don't have a fan base. They don't have well, a fan base to support some. They've got a bunch of people 4, that sit behind a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but half of them aren't even their fans is what I'm saying. They they live in Arizona, but they root for other teams. But what I'm saying is all they have are a bunch of fans that sit behind a keyboard saying how great their organization is and going to be. And it's not like that. Like I, I had some guy on social media telling me how great their organization was. And I was like, dude, you, you have an organization that has a, an arena of 4,600 people and you can't even sell that out with your own team. Like it's a pathetic franchise. It is. Nobody wants to play there. It's a joke. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want to, instead of sitting here arguing with me on Facebook, go get a season ticket and support your team. So that way there's less red in the crowd than there is your team. Your fans um they're always going to be uh, garbage gary bettman's just gotta let them go let him go yeah bring back Uh, another team soon we'll be hearing uh what's
0: going on with that proposal i think there was coming up in was it march or maybe may they're gonna build it and
2: bedard's Um, gonna be there it's gonna be a whole new awakening
0: Matthew, they want he's a a canadian isn't he but uh, i have no idea I don't know if they want him. I don't know, but um, is that it for the hideout? Yep. Yeah. And so, uh, let's see. The, nothing. The sweet. The sweet six. The super sixteen. Um, no changes And the top three. Or actually, the top four. Try bump to thirty. Top top five. Actually, no. Actually, there was no change, but the only change was Colorado moving from ten to seven. So they're they're moving up. Um, you know, Vegas stays the Fame, Dallas dropped. To, uh, actually, yeah, they dropped. They were at seven last week. They're nine this week. The Kings moved up a spot. Although well, that might go down after this week. Um, and then uh, Minnesota moved up three from fourteen to eleven. Edmonton moved up. A- a little notch. Um, well, they're saying the uh, Eckholm is filling a need. Um, the Jets moved down from 9 to 13. The Kraken moved from 12 to 14. The Penguins, they say the same at 15. And the Islanders moved into the sixth spot 16. They were unranked and buffalo and ottawa are also receiving points um and detroit dropped out is what i expected but um it looks like they were what this super 16 is is just um it looks like um looks like reporters i don't recognize any of these names um that, they
2: just give their opinion give, on who which teams, give, teams are hot. Like the what teams
0: are- There's uh Dan Rosen is on one of them. There's 13 uh 13, I guess they're probably reporters or whatever, Newton, uh that that give the points to them. So it's basically just like a just like a reporter's thing. It's not I don't even think it's an NHL uh Thing that does that. So, but I uh, just a little gimmick here that we can talk about. Um, I think we skipped. We skipped. Did you have any? You didn't have any Detroit news, did you? Other than the trades
2: that you talked no, about? No, I mean, they're still playing games with, uh, with verona I'm still not quite sure how to piece that together. I, that's kind of behind closed doors with him well, entering he, the, uh,
0: yeah, he was in the, uh, the program, so... um Oh, did you talk about the Larkin Jr. I'm, I'm,
2: well, I'm trying to finish my, my sentence. Hang on a oh. second. But we're trying to figure out what Verona's... You know, what, what his deal is, because he's in the doghouse for something. They keep bringing him up to play and then healthy scratching him, so he's not even playing right now. And, and they put him on waivers, and nobody picked him up. So I I have a hard time believing he's going to get a lot on the trade market. I mean, maybe he will. I'm not sure. Um, But he's he's in the lineup now, but he's a healthy scratch. So it's – I don't know. I don't know what to think because coming into the season, he was the only, like, pure goal scorer we had, like somebody that could actually pick his spots. You know, Larkin's always got his motor going. He's got a great shot. But Verana was what we considered a pure goal scorer. And now he's not even in the lineup. And some some people had him projected to score fifty goals this season. So a lot of question marks in the air about Verana. And nobody's quite sure what to what to think about that. Um but then I'll segue into D Law, like you were saying, that the Larkin deal, eight point seven million. Um I don't know how I feel about it. I don't like long contracts. Um, My guess is Eisman probably put an ultimatum on the table for him saying, hey, if you produce X amount of points in X amount of games, we'll meet you in the middle. You want nine. We want eight five. We'll go eight seven if you can put up some points because he went on a huge hot streak for a while. And I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I'm glad he's a Red Wing. I'm glad he's still here. Those long, those long eight-year, seven-year deals—they just—they make me nervous because I don't know. Hopefully he's not. Hopefully he can keep the pace all eight years, but we'll see what happens.
0: So then, I guess you don't like the uh, the Pasternak deal, then? If you don't like the Larkin long well, deal.
2: How old is Pasternak? I mean, Pasternak's also on a different level than Larkin. I mean, let's let's be honest. He, he's he's well. I know it, what was his 90 million. Eight years yeah. ninety million or uh, ninety one million or something eight, like that.
0: Eight eight year ninety million. He's twenty six years old.
2: That's gonna put him at thirty four. I mean, that's that's Marchand right now, and Marchand's declined, but he's still still playing pretty good hockey. Um. Yeah, I don't like those. I just don't like long deals. I mean, somebody gets hurt. I mean, you're just, yeah, you can play around the money, put them on long-term IR, but that's not why you 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 get somebody like that. But anyway, um, no, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's a good, I think that's a good, for Boston, they need to secure somebody that's going to be there long-term because they have no draft picks. So pasta is a guy that you want in there. He's he knows how to score. He knows how to put points on the board. The kid's great. Uh, He's good. I mean, mean, he's a good. He's a good player.
0: That's eleven million average value. So I guess he's worth it. But I'm just you know, is that going to raise the bar now? Because I mean, eight eight million has been you know pretty much every player has been getting eight million AAV lately. Now at eleven million, it's it's like no,
2: no, I don't think so. Oh, I I mean, I think that's going to change for. Guys like like Matthews McDavid, I think McDavid. that's gonna change from Math yeah. Because they're even I mean, there's like we're talking three tiers here. So you've got your your Larkins, then you've got your Posternocks, and your like Stamkos's, and then you've got your McDavid's and your um Matthews and well, Cosby. I
0: don't even I don't even know if Matthews in, in the same category. I think uh,
2: McDavid's
0: by himself. I think he's oh, on he's his own
2: he is, he is, but I mean, you got, you got to, but, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, just look at the points that each tier puts up. I mean, Larkin's down here. Then you've got your posture knocks here and then you've got your McDavid's here. So yeah, I mean, it's going to set the bar pretty high for a Matthews or a McDavid um, to get those guys to come over in their next deals. So yeah, I mean, it certainly, certainly increases, increases other people's value as well. Um, so as far as fines or suspensions,
0: I think, um, I think I only saw, did we talk about the, uh, Miller, was that last week?
2: No, we were Miller going to talk about the, this week.
0: I think, is that the only fine or suspension? He was suspended three games. Um, yeah, it's saw only when I saw I it was well-deserved
2: too. It's well-deserved. I mean, he's, oh, he probably. spit on what's his name there. I apologize, but I mean, I yeah, of course he did, and he said he was in. It was an accident. I mean, it's, yeah, it's hard well, because we weren't in that position, and I just, I mean, spitting on somebody is like a whole new level of disrespect. Even I wouldn't have done
0: that. I mean, I do some stupid stuff on the ice, but we, in we know moment. But I've I've gotten I've gotten a lot better at that. But even I wouldn't do that.
2: But yeah, I mean, it's just. There's there's no place for that. I mean, the way I see all of this, to be completely honest with you and this is just my perspective and I know no pretty much nobody sees it the way I do. But when I was a kid, I grew up like actually treating these guys as role models like, wow, look at, you know, I'm going to use football for a second. Wow, look at Barry Sanders. He doesn't dance, he doesn't spin on his head, he doesn't throw the football 20 feet into the stands. He simply just hands the ball to the ref and goes back to do his business like he's been there before. And that's what I did. I was like, you know what? I don't need to be flashy. I don't want to be flashy. I'm just going to do the same thing. If I score a touchdown, I'm going to hand the ball to the ref and, and be on my way. And that's what I did. Like, you know, and in, 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 in hockey, like kids, and I know this because I have I watched it at a young age with my kid playing hockey, these kids grow up like the Boston fan he played like Marchand. He was dirty on the ice. He would slew foot people. He, he'd need a knee people. Like any chance he got, he would take a liberty at somebody because he looked up to Marchand. And, you know, then there were the kids like, man, I like Crosby. And all they wanted to do was stick handle. They were puck hogs. They didn't want to pass the puck. Like people look up to these players. So, you know, I, I like players with high you know, with a lot of class. And when these kids are watching, Hey, this guy's getting into an argument. He's got somebody by the shirt and he spits in their face. You don't want that. You don't want these kids to think that that's okay to do like, yeah, he was suspended, but man, he's, he's tough. Like if I'm going to be tough, I'm going to spit in my opponent's face. I'll sit for a couple of games. Like, I know that's a crazy far stretched, you know, thought process, but having watched these young kids and how they want to be these players on the ice, like, Hey, I'm going to be McDavid. And they try all these tricks and, Hey, I'm going to be Zegris and I'm going to try the the Michigan goal. You know, uh, you know these it's just it's I I just see it that way. Like you're you're making millions of dollars to play this sport. Like it's it's a game that you played as a young kid. I mean, think about it for for you guys. It, you know, the little bit of ice time that we've all had compared to these guys. If we think back and man, if we had an opportunity to be in the NHL, we would have taken it immediately. Mm-hmm. They're making millions of dollars they're playing a sport that many would trade with them tomorrow to be as gifted as of an athlete as they are. I know I would. If I could be Dylan Larkin tomorrow, I would. And these guys have brought this to the sport. They're pros. They, they just they need to be they need to have a little bit of class. That that's just my my thoughts. I think it was terrible idea. There's no there's no room for it. I just hope they're
0: smart enough to not do that. I mean, I don't
2: know. But uh I mean luckily I don't think he's uh Miller's a big enough name to influence people but you know the world's gone crazy in so many different aspects of it so I don't know where well, that's completely off topic but we won't get into that.
0: Uh I guess we can move into some AHL updates. Um I think my time my my time as far as, uh, you know, Admirals winning, you know, I think I think that's coming to an end. Now, especially now that most of them are going to be coming up to Nashville. Uh, but their losing streak continued uh, last Saturday where they played the Moose again at Winnipeg. They lost 4-3 to three in that game. And then they were off until uh, uh, the first, uh, would be last night, and they actually won that game one to nothing. Against um, the Iowa Wild, that game your buddy Askarov played, and he made twenty-five he, shot five twenty-five save shutout.
2: And so, how do you dislike? How do you? I know you're hellbent on this well, Rene and give him a statue. But I'm telling you, in five years, you're gonna say, "Man, we need to we need to cut the face off of this statue and put Askarov." Well,
0: he was. He was a first round draft pick, so yeah, and he's playing know. like it too. I mean, how many goalies were picked first in the first round? I mean, than, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't say number one pick. Well, that's different. He's just elite.
2: If you want to compare first round picks, I mean, there, there you go. He's your first round pick, Jeremy Swayman.
0: Yeah, but Askarov's not in that that even close to that category.
2: At least, yeah. didn't, Vasilevsky didn't come in and immediately start blowing the, the league out of the water.
0: So you're saying it was a team around him? No, I'm again. saying he's
2: got to have time to develop. Vasilevsky has developed into probably one of the best goalies we've ever seen ever. Ever. I'm not talking... I mean, I I think he could take patrick why i think he could take marty brodeur i think all these guys in their prime i i take i take vasilevsky
0: oh yeah no, i i thought you yeah that vasilevsky definitely but yeah but um so you know are, are the griffins you know how are they faring any better than the admirals even though they just won that game one nothing
2: Who the griffins yeah um, yeah, I mean they're not they're they're not great. Um like I like I keep saying they've got guys that'll come up and um you know they're gonna make it they have players who are gonna be impact players, but the overall as a team they're just not there. Um they did beat the monsters six to two, um, and then they lost to the wolves three to four, so wolves wolves so, yeah, I mean, they went one and one It's okay. I'm not enthused. I'm just excited for some of these guys to come up. Edvinson gets get Soderblom back up here. Yeah, I'm pretty excited.
1: Amherst were on a three-game win streak uh, up until last night.
0: Yeah. You can thank me.
1: I, I can thank you all right. Um, they had a lots of goals. They won eight to four on Friday, seven to one Saturday, five to one on Sunday. And then last and night And how many of
2: those games, games were you at?
1: Zero. One. Zero. <laughs> oh, which one? <laughs> the one they won Friday. <laughs> they won all three of them, but then they lost last night seven five. So I must be doing with the Laval. you're not. You going go out there. to
2: Laval. He
0: just, just No, <laughs> he, he did a quick uh, flight out to Laval and back.
1: Broadcasting live there because they're I was, they're was gonna play a good I watching.
0: I was watching Dallas. No, I'm not going Friday. Oh wait, they're on the road.
1: Yeah, they're in Laval again. <laughs> so oh where, yeah. that's where you're broadcasting live from.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not the one going to. I'm not the one going to Canada. A
2: no that's me i'm gonna go get some poutine and beer
0: well i guess it's time to go through the weekly picks i'm not doing too well <laughs> if i can decipher this well oh, i haven't uh,
2: no i i didn't give mine for next week i can give mine oh
0: i'm no. going uh let's see the arizona game actually we all picked that one as a win um pittsburgh i picked it as a win you guys picked as a loss so you guys beat me there ah. and then i we all picked florida a loss but at the moment uh there's two about two minutes left just under three minutes left and the predators are still holding on to that two to one lead getting out shot so
2: ah, shot, let shot, 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 shot.
0: and i think i changed that to a loss i think i actually originally picked that as a win but it is what it is. Um, as far as the wings, uh, let's see. We all picked a loss at Tampa Bay and got that correct. And then we all picked Idaho, both Ottawa games as a win, and they dropped both. So we got we all got a uh, loss there. And then Seattle, at the moment, they are tied. And uh, me and Ron picked a win, Brian picked a loss, so who knows what's gonna happen there. And then on the Buffalo front, um, we all picked a win against Washington, got that correct. And we all picked a win against Chicago, Chicago Columbus, and we all got that wrong. And then I picked a win against Boston, and you guys picked a loss. And it looks like I'm wrong because it's three to nothing right now. Big unless they can score, unless they can score four goals in five minutes, which yeah. hey, well, I'm big, they could. could do that against any other team, but Boston not tonight. <laughs> no. Uh, so that leads us into some previews. Um, actually, let's go. Let's
2: let's start with. Let's i can Whatever. go let's go with detroit it's it's not that busy of a week um so we got seattle tonight which i'll recap a little bit next week nothing crazy uh we got the islanders in on the island on saturday uh philadelphia sunday we got back to back um in philly on sunday and then we wrap it up in at home against chicago so that's that's what i have for detroit this week that's on the
0: 8th. Okay, yeah, that is. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah,
2: I just, and I don't know. I, I'm I'm thinking Detroit can beat, um, you know, I, I think they're going to lose to the Islanders. I just, I don't know how I feel. I know the Islanders are kind of in that, I don't know what they can, I don't even know what to say with the Islanders, but I think Detroit's going to lose that on the road. Uh, and then Philadelphia, I think they can beat Philly on the road. Um and then Chicago, I think I actually think they're gonna lose. They Chicago always plays Detroit tough and Detroit's selling selling the house. I think that's gonna be a loss.
0: Well, I picked a loss to the Islanders and then a win against Philadelphia and Chicago. But Chicago's just cool, you got nothing going on.
2: I like it. I hope so. What do we got for predators? Oh uh, let's see the predators
0: have arizona florida um which is tonight which probably be recapping next week and then um there's a minute left in the goal a minute left in that game and they're winning but um and then we got at chicago um i'm gonna call that a win and then they're at vancouver on the sixth i'm gonna call that a win and then they got arizona again at the Oh, Jarena, and I'm, I'm going to call
2: that a win, too. I'm changing mine mind to a loss. I'm sorry, against Vancouver. I'm going with my man, Heroic. He's going to shut the Admirals down.
0: <laughs> That's pretty much what somebody <laughs> called him. You knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew and it. and uh, so that leads us to Buffalo.
1: We got Tampa Bay on the fourth. Whoop, whoop. And I have that as a probably a loss. I can't even see it right now. Edmonton on yep. six. I'm gonna say that's probably a loss. Yeah, we all have losses. Islanders. I'm probably gonna change it to a loss if it's not already a loss. And it's Dallas, a win, and I'm, I put a loss. I'm changing that to a loss. Dan put a win after this four nothing beatdown. five oh, In Dallas. Yes, I
2: picked this one.
1: Dallas three nine. Uh, that's gonna be a loss as well. So yeah, I went win.
2: We're going to lose all our... I went win. I think they're going to rebound. I don't I not Now let me Now, let me ask this. Let me ask this about the Boston game tonight. Did Boston, like, just come out and score, like, rapid goals? They just scored an empty number. Or matter. was it pretty spread out? No, it was
1: 0-0 halfway through the second, I think. They just gave That's up... what I mean, did they score they one, use... then quick
2: score another one? Oh, uh, yeah. So, I feel scored. like when they, get momen- when they get momentum, they just... They freaking run with it. Yeah, the Sabres look like they... We're just chasing them all night. You're elite, man. They're 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 up there. Boston's my favorite to win oh, the cup. I they mean,
1: score, oh, they just scored. scored.
2: Oh, killed the ha- killed the uh, shutout.
0: Casey, It looks like the Predators are gonna hold off. Yep, the Predators have beat the Panthers two to one.
2: Breaking news: the Predators win a game as the Admirals. Dan <laughs> doesn't know if he should be mad or happy. Oh, I'm mad because I rebuilt, got it wrong. It's the but way the out. rebuild is. But the rebuild, and look at it, you did it without all those players. How do you feel about that? Huh? Huh?
0: Well, it was because yeah, of the you did it without all, you.
2: It was you did it with a bucket it, full of draft picks, and nobody's your team. Duchene, and Leonard you should make a rap song about
0: that. Yeah, and I think Yossi uh, Yosi, yeah, Yossi's gonna play goal now. <laughs> uh lincoln has played in that tonight lincoln's getting traded the back the backup probably will after this win <laughs> um so is that about it i think we got through did we get through everything oh the buff uh brian did say his picks for the wings he you. did um <laughs> okay The Islanders? Okay, yeah. Uh, Looks like you got wins for the Islanders, Philadelphia, and Chicago.
2: You know what I think we should do? I think we should, you know, put an offer out there next year to all of our listeners. We'll have them. If they – we'll put something on social media. And if they give us their picks for all of our teams like we do, the winner – We'll buy him a jersey or something like that. You can buy the jersey. That's out of your money, (laughs) baby. Well, I mean, my God, you guys are going on some pretty crazy trips. Not me. Here I am. Here I am. I got to drive an hour to to go on a trip. I'm not going on any trips.
0: The only trip I'm going on is to Nashville to see the Admirals. uh, You're going to get
2: on a plane, rent a hotel, go to a hockey game, hang out. (laughs) Brian's going to freaking tropical land all right fans. All right. I, I, I tried i tried
0: it'll be like the light the lamp thing but they don't they just do it on twitter i'll tell you what
1: well, that's what yeah, i mean I when we get 50 thing. followers then i'll think about it okay. yeah okay.
2: you got if we get 50 okay 42 that's a good deal. more to go if we get 50, if we get 50 followers we're getting, we're getting close yeah but if we get 50 <laughs> we have, followers then that's the deal we'll we put proof. out a contest we'll put out a contest ne- next year. And everybody will have to send us their picks throughout the season for our three teams, whether it's a winner or a loss. And whoever wins at the end of the year, three of yours, they have to beat. Win of yours on, we three get a three win. Of yours uh, They have to be all three, three of yours. On, yeah. Okay. So we'll be a part of that.
0: Well, that can be me. Everybody else can. You two can be me.
2: Well, yeah, you're easy. to I can
0: probably be myself.
2: But yeah, we can yeah, uh, let's, well, I'm gonna do turn time. it around. Let's do that. I'm gonna turn it around. I'm gonna make
0: <laughs> I'm gonna turn this thing around and uh, yeah, gonna, it's one of we us got, that wins, we think have we'll, a name for this weekly pick. You'll so. buy me a jersey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, and that's about wraps up episode 50 and the Pred Wings Pass another milestone. Uh, you can get us on Facebook, Twitch, Discord. Fredwings podcast. <laughs> Twitter. Twitter is Fredwing at Predwingspod as long as uh with YouTube is also at Predwingspod Pod. And email Rant and Ron Jersey size uh to Predwingspodcast Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be going live hey, on it, Facebook it. soon. Oh yeah, nice like Facebook. live and then uh, so thanks for tuning in to the episode 50 of the Predwings podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. Bye-bye, Buffalo. See ya, uh, Smashville.